obligations and options are treated completely separately in your task manager. Therefore, the distinction between them must be absolutely clear. In your task manager, you want to create two separate lists. The first one is called options because you will look at it more often, way more often rather. And the second is obligations. And you create a new list in Google Tasks by simply clicking on new lists and giving it a name. So what are obligations? Obligations are the small tasks that you must do, or you will experience unwanted consequences. It could be work-related or other commitments that you cannot drop on the spot. You decide what unwanted consequences mean for you, but if you do not want them, then they are obligations. Your obligations list is tightly correlated with your calendar since the list represents smaller tasks in one session. And the calendar is enough for larger obligations, such as work time or other regular activities. So you can say that the obligations list is a complementary to the calendar. For instance, when you want to batch smaller tasks, then it's much easier to work with obligations lists rather than having to edit the calendar all the time. So here is how you input obligations in your task manager. And I'm going to use Google Tasks as an example, but there are equivalent, equivalent steps for the other ones too. So in the obligations list on your task manager, you add a new task with a quick name on it. Then after you've done that, you go into click on the date icon. And you will see here on the picture on the screen that um, there is a date icon. And you click it and then you select the date. And it has to be the latest possible date that you can get away with because otherwise you will procrastinate, trust me. And when you have selected it, then confirm. And then in your calendar, input an event on the same date called obligations or no name at all. Decide the time of the day you will do it and then confirm. And then you're done. So it's a very, what you say, very simple procedure still. But what it allows you to do is that you can pretty much rely on your calendar instead of the obligations list, which is the point. You only want to look at one particular interface, which in your case is a calendar widget. So whenever the calendar widget says that, okay, now it's time to look at the obligations list, then you check the obligations list for the particular date. And you also want to sort the obligations list by date. And uh, you can see my example, if you're watching YouTube that Today, I'm going to give suggestions, and on Sunday, I'm going to check out another project. So it is more clearer to have this sorted by dates. You can kind of get a sense on when the forward landscape is going, or at least the ones that are somewhat predictable.
Let's go to options. And you can see on the screen right now that these are examples of my options at the moment. And this is a snapshot because there are many, many options on uh, my list at the moment, which is beneficial. And I'm going to explain why. But first, about options. There are many actions and activities that are not mandatory, but you might want to do them at some point. In other words, there will be no unwanted consequences if you do not do them. So everything that is not an obligation, but you might want to do at some point without needing to fear the consequences, these are options. And I'm going to explain a little bit later how you more exactly distinguish obligations from options. It's just one question. But about options, you can do or not do these tasks depending on your feeling at that moment. So the options, as you can see there, they're just suggestions or choices that give you the freedom to explore and experiment, wander around and tinker. And this options list contains all activities you might want to do and can do whenever there is no event on the calendar. So in other words, whenever you see a blank, whenever it's time and you don't have anything else to do, then you can check your options list to see, like, okay, these are the options I have. Which one do I want to do at that moment? And it's completely up to you. And actually, you don't even need to check the options list if you don't want to. All of this is just suggestions, but it's good to have your options ready if you do not know for certain what you want to do at that moment. And you add a new task straight away via the plus sign to the options list whenever you think about, okay, this one might be cool to do. So you click it. And if you have finished or do not want to do them anymore, just check them off. And the options list, as I mentioned before, it's just there if you want to evaluate what you can do at any moment really quickly. So this one is definitely your servant. So now comes the key question. How do you actually distinguish between obligations and options? Is there a simple heuristic? Yes, there is. Because the only question, the only question you need to ask yourself is the following. Will there be too many unwanted consequences if I do not complete this task? Again, will there be too many unwanted consequences if I do not complete this task? And if yes, treat it as an obligation. And if no, it's an option. And notice well that the task can shift between being obligations and options depending on your environment. For instance, if an option that you pretty much had for a while suddenly became mandatory, then you make it an obligation with the latest date that you need to be finished. And on the other hand, if an obligation is no longer important for you, you either check it off or leave it as an option. So the same task can switch between the multiple modes or types of tasks, depending on your environment. So 
this is probably the reason why I clicked on this video and episode, because with this mental shift between obligations and options, you become invincible to overload. How? By limiting your obligations and expanding your options. So what do I mean by that? We all have 24 hours a day and we can only commit to so much. So this is why you want to commit to as few obligations as you possibly can, because there is a limit. There is a time limit. So you want to, those obligations that you have should reflect your highest priorities. So this is why it is good to have a pretty much a good sense of where you where you want to do at that moment. So you don't overcommit yourself, so to speak, because that's a common issue. And if you truly face the reality and see, okay, which ones can I afford to say no to? And which ones do I have to do anyways? But in contrast, you want as many options as possible because more options means more freedom since you do not need to commit to each of them. So the more choices you have, the better are the chances that you will do the right one, depending on your current feelings. So it's somewhat an economy of scale here that uh, the more options you suddenly get, if, for instance, if you have 200 options or 500 options, then you're much more informed of what you can do. And you can briefly see through and say, oh, this one I want to do. And uh, so your choices become more informed and more grounded, which is the best option. So you become invincible and anti-fragile by limiting your obligations and expanding your options. So no overwhelm can ever stop you now, since you can, or rather must, say no to most of the obligations while keeping more doors open so you can just explore away and become subject to the convexity bias, which will basically skyrocket you away, just like trial and error does to innovation. So paradoxically, the more tasks you get bombarded with, the more freedom and happiness you will experience. I know it's kind of mind-blowing, but uh, this is the reality. If you don't need to commit as much, but simply have them as options, then you're more informed. So therefore, as long as you commit to less, but seek more choices, you can thrive in this unpredictable world. You adjust to the present, do what is best in front of you, and tinker away, seeing results you could not even imagine before.